0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of an audiobiographical meditation, I'm your host, Richard, and before we get started today, I want everyone to know, I already filmed this podcast, well not filmed it, but recorded it, and unfortunately, I didn't feel like I did justice to what I was trying to convey. So I'm gonna do it again. Which is a little bit difficult for me because the podcast was around 40 minutes long and I don't know if I can I don't know if I can do justice to what I did yesterday, but there were some things that I didn't say that I wanted to say. It just took me a while to process, and now that I got those thoughts in my head, I'm willing to give this another go. This is a little bit of a harder one for me to to discuss, just because I'm still trying to work it out in my mind. And before we begin, I want to tell you guys a childhood story. If you're new to the podcast, every week... Before each podcast, I tell a childhood story. Just because I had such a good childhood, I want to be able to not relive it, but just I want to be able to have those memories captured somehow. And putting them onto the internet is probably the best way I could do that. So before each episode, I will give you guys a childhood story. And again, I'm doing this just for me. I'm not trying to show off or flaunt how good my childhood was. I'm simply doing it for me, for my family, for my future. And if you don't like it, you can skip ahead. But they're they're really not nothing crazy. We had this neighbor behind us who I'm not sure what he did, but I'm pretty sure he worked nights. So he would sleep during the day. And again, me and my sister, we were kids. So when it was daytime, we weren't really in school, especially if it was summer. We were playing outside in the backyard, just having a good time. And this, this guy, if we were being too loud, He would scream out his window, very harsh curse words at us. And at the time, we're six, seven. This probably happened before when we were like four or five, right? It probably happened from the time that we were able to talk and be kids and just communicate. I remember one winter, it was actually nighttime, maybe around eight o'clock and like we've had it. Our whole family had it with him. We called we called the cops on them before, I think? Cause first off, who are you to curse at kids for playing during the day? But this was around eight o'clock and we were playing out in the snow and he's scared. He yelled at us, but he also scared like the shit out of us just because we were kids. You got this old guy just yelling at you. One of my cousins was over and. We thought we were so badass, we started yelling back at him and then my mom called us in. Then my I think my mom came out and started yelling and we're just all yelling at him. <laughs> I think after that, he stopped, but we ended up moving when I was 11, but he was a weird guy because whenever we, whenever I would see him, I would try to hide. Sometimes a ball would go over his fence because we just had one of those regular fences, like a five foot fence, nothing special. And we would have to hop over the fence and get the ball. And it was kind of like the sandlot. Sometimes I just left the ball. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not getting that ball. That's, that ball is gone. So I don't know whatever happened to that man, but he was a dick to us. So before we get into the, the meats of the episode, I do want to say I am back to working out. I've been to the gym twice since last Tuesday, and it's going really well. I wrote myself a new program, and I'm excited for what's to come. I still want to hit 200 pounds by the end of the year, and it's it's a lofty goal because I my body loves to stay around 180 pounds, and when I eat too much food, I just, oh man, it kills me. It kills me. I just don't have, I don't know what's up with me. I just don't have the appetite I used to. So I'm not gonna force it, you know. I'm just gonna keep working out and keep eating as much as I can and hope for the best. But the thing is, people tell you to track calories. And I think it's really important for individuals to do that, not all the time, but get a baseline at least. For me, though, there's no point in tracking my calories when I literally cannot eat any more food in the day. I I try to eat as much as I can. So even if I am tracking and I'm not hitting my target cal- caloric intake, it wouldn't matter because there's no way I could add more food to my diet. Just It just is impossible. I think the next best thing for me to start doing is start eating small meals throughout the day, which is hard because I work and I only get, you know, I don't get, I can't just take a break every two hours, right? Okay, enough with that. Let's get into the meat of this episode, the the good stuff. And I am going to be talking about a recent blog post I put out. It's called Humans Are Both Physically and Mentally Stronger Than They Believe They Are. This post is sponsored. <laughs> sponsored. It's not sponsored. It's in- so this post um, that I put out, it's inspired by something Jocko Willink said. Now, if anyone doesn't know who Jocko Willink is, he's a former Na- he's a former Navy SEAL and author. Uh, he he's written kids' books. He's a mentor to me, and his podcast consists of reading/slash reviewing books around human experiences during war. Sometimes he has the author of the book on, and sometimes he just talks to. Sometimes he doesn't review books. Sometimes he just talks to generals and lieutenants and people who have been in war. He mentioned something on his latest episode that I I really, I cannot get out of my head. And now, is that good or bad? I, I do not know. He tells a story about a prisoner of war who was locked up. And while he was locked up, rats were gnawing at the wounds on his legs guys a human being had to suffer through rats knowing that the wounds on his legs that prisoner eventually got out and he survived this led me down a little bit of a rabbit hole it got me thinking that human beings are stronger than they think they are there's many stories out there about humans making it through some of the most tragic experiences known to man. Take a look at the book, Unbroken, with Louis Zamperini. He was part of a helicopter crew in World War II. His helicopter crashed over the Pacific Ocean, okay? He survived on a raft for 47 days, catching fish, fighting off sharks. Even avoiding a airstrike on him, multiple multiple airstrikes. He eventually got picked up by the Japanese and became a prisoner of war and the it breaks my heart, guys. The, the amount of the amount of abuse and torture this man went through. And survived is astronomical. It's you. You read the book and you think, oh my. You read the book and you can't even really imagine what it what it must have been like for him because because a regular human in their life will never come close to what Louis experienced. The two and a half years he was a POW. Never, not even close. Most of us live a moderately safe life. The worst things we have to deal with is uh, a flat tire, uh, a family member dying, um, losing the love of our life, stuff like that. We don't have to worry about getting tortured and rats gnawing at the wounds on our legs. No. Thinking about Louis Zamperini and the man who had rats gnawing at his legs, it makes me think what that does to the human mind. Because I have no idea. I've, I've never even come close to suffering like that. What I do know is that there's more inside you than you think. You can suffer more than you believe you can. You can thrive in the face of adversity. You can keep going when your mind tells you you can't. You can go further. Humans are messy, and we don't seem to know our potential until some tragedy falls upon us, and we must overcome it. That's why it's essential to put yourself into situations that make you uncomfortable, to go into the unknown and suffer, to live a life that's just outside the box you've placed yourself in. Because when you do that, life doesn't become easier, it becomes more manageable. So when you do come across a tragic life event, you're more well-equipped to handle it. Now, I get it. Some could argue that there isn't a direct relationship between voluntary suffering and dealing with human tragedy. But I beg to differ. And this, was, and this is a part that I was struggling with when I recorded this the first time. Because you think, Richard, how could putting yourself in uncomfortable situations be the same as dealing with human tragedy? Now, there we have to define human tragedy. That's the thing. Now, if we're talking about rape, torture, um, abuse, there's some things in life that you cannot, you cannot, no matter how hard you you try, you cannot prepare for them. They will mess you up, not both physically and mentally. When I say human tragedy... I'm talking about modern day human tragedies, so uh, stuff that a lot of people have to deal with. And I think me saying human tragedy was probably the wrong word to use. And I'm thinking about this right now. I don't really know another word for it. Maybe just hardships, human hardships. Because human hardships and voluntary suffering, both of them deal with being uncomfortable. One is just voluntary and much less severe. Now, I am very certain about this post I made. I do believe there's a direct relationship between voluntary suffering and dealing with human hardships. I'll use an example that recently happened to me. I was on the highway, probably going 80, 70, 80. I was going fast and... I heard this noise in the in the back of my car and I turned the music off and I realized that my tire had popped and it was slowly losing air. Now I'm in the left lane on the highway. And thank God that I was near an exit because pulling over, first off, On the side of a highway on the shoulder is very unsafe, first off. I don't think you understand how fast cars are going until you're stopped on the side of a highway. It's a very dangerous place to be. And I did not want to risk my life and stay on the side of a highway. So I opted to maybe mess up my car in the short term. But I would be safe. So I went off to an exit relatively close and I was panicking. I was talking to myself. I was very scared because I've never dealt with a, a flat tire before and I'm in Texas alone, no family. And I have really like I was like what what am I going to do? I was able to pull into a well-lit gas station and i looked at my tire and again this was my first flat tire it didn't seem too bad so mr uneducated me try to fill it up with air but it didn't it didn't do anything so i couldn't i couldn't fill it up with air and just to be clear i was very scared when i was driving with the flat tire but when i pulled into the gas station this calmness came over me this this level of clear thinking I knew exactly what to do well once once I figured out I couldn't put air in it I I knew exactly what to do and that was okay I gotta put a donut on I gotta take off this tire I gotta jack up my car and I gotta be on my way now I haven't changed I've I didn't change a tire since like freshman sophomore year of school but I was able to do it. It was it wasn't hard. Some guy kind of helped me because I was struggling with taking off the bolts, and he just showed me a quick trick to take them off. And besides that, I was I was in and out pretty fast. That's what I'm talking about. I've put myself in enough uncomfortable situations in life. I've done enough voluntary suffering throughout my life that when this came to be the flat tire i was much more equipped mentally to go about this and that's what i'm that's what i'm saying here is when you expose yourself to uncomfortable situations in life and then you experience this hardship that you weren't expecting. There's, and I don't know what it is, but you're able to handle it easier. You don't, you don't break down when it happens because you've conditioned your mind to handle, I guess, unknown situations and that's why i say humans are physically and mentally stronger than they believe they are because you are you if you're presented with a physical challenge that you did not expect to come across you'll you can you can get past it as long as you've conditioned your body to unknown circumstances and that's where I'm at with this post in this podcast episode. I, many people go through life and don't expect bad things to fall upon them. And when they do, they're not necessarily prepared for it. And that's why I believe you must voluntarily suffer. You must challenge yourself And go into the unknown on a day-to-day basis. Because when you do come across a hardship, you're ready for it. Not just physically, but also mentally. Because you've been in uncomfortable situations before. And you know what the human mind and the body can do. Take a look at Louis Zamperini. He was a runner before he joined the military. He went through voluntary suffering on the day to day basis. Man, that dude, he became an Olympic runner. He worked his ass off. His physical body was resilient. And when someone like Louie goes through enough physical challenges like he did, you don't Just become physically stronger. You also become mentally stronger. Especially when it comes to running. So when he got captured. And he overcame. All those hardships that were presented to him. It's because he's. He he conditioned his mind. He knew what his body was capable of. And you don't get that without voluntary suffering. You don't get to that place, just being a human. So I guess the the blog post is a little misleading until you read the description, until you read the actual post. But I still stand by it. It just takes some work. You have to condition your mind and your body, your physical body, on a day-to-day basis, and that's going to help you a ton when hardships fall upon you. And that's that's that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are still listening, it honestly means the world to me. Follow me on social media. My Instagram is Richard, P-E-T-R-Y, Richard, and, yeah, it's, I only use Instagram. I do have a Facebook blog, but come on, who uses Facebook anymore? If you are on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. It helps a lot. Click subscribe you can be notified when I release an episode. I release episodes every Tuesday. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace.